Justin, I'd love to ask how you are, but we have just over 50 minutes and 10 errors to cover, so let's make like Taylor on the errors tour and speak never. More on that later. No, but let's introduce our guest. Can I say I mean, hi at least? Hi. Nice to see you, Nick. Hey, how are you? campus ministry my sophomore year and her senior as office assistants we it's very interesting because we never hung out at school but have maintained a pretty strong friendship as people in their 20s who each stand a female icon in pop she's as big of a fan of taylor swift as i am lady gaga she's a medical speech language pathologist from long island new york and she recently got engaged to a fellow loyola greyhound please welcome kathleen de janeiro Hi, Kathleen. Hi. Yeah. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that I got through all of that, almost all of that without stumbling. That was great. <laughs> and we're with a minute to spare, too, because you have two minutes listed on your blueprint here. So, I mean, should we just, do we fill this next minute or so? Or No, let <laughs> okay. me just, let's just keep going. <laughs> First of all, Kathleen, how are you? I'm great. It's been a very long weekend for me with the tour going on this weekend so i, I love, am still recovering from sleep <laughs> i love how you say that as if you were at the show like it was a long weekend oh, i know you did not go to the show i was also not at the show mm -hmm. but so you're not a groupie <laughs> honestly if i had the money i would but i mean i think that topic is even beyond um attainable given the situation that happened with her with this tour even if i had the money in the world it probably wouldn't be enough that's, fair. that's completely fair <laughs> we're yeah. definitely going to talk about that too i feel the same way with lady gaga like i you know i've told you about this i camped out for the chromatica ball like overnight mm -hmm. unplanned and everybody else that everyone was super super nice but everyone was like oh yeah like when we were at like the london show and i'm like when we were at the london show like what do you like what do you mean? Like they had just been to all of the shows and they're like, I've got like, this is my last one or I've got three more. And it's like, this was like, I dropped a bag on this. Like this is, this <laughs> yeah. is my one show. But yeah, no, I feel that. So Justin, do you want to do the honors? We ask every guest a, the same question to start. I'm curious if you, if you prepped her for this, but I did. So we ask all of our guests this, the same question, standardized question. It stems from, uh, in a high school interview that my brother did. Anyway, we won't get into the backstory because I know oh Nick is on a, we're on a strict time schedule here. So the question we ask is, if you were a fruit, any fruit, what fruit would you be and why? And just judging by your face, oh this is clearly the first time you're hearing this. <laughs> it is the first time. Oh boy. Huh, that's a good question. The first thing that's coming to my mind is peach, but I don't think that's like who I am. Okay. Hmm. That's really tricky. Talk it out. Talk it out. I feel like I would need to think about this. Hmm. I'm thinking of like my favorite fruits. Like I that's, really like strawberries. That's what a lot strawberries of people have, like, do. Strawberries have always been my favorite. Yeah. But I also know that these questions are not like, what's your favorite of this category? It's like, what do you think you are? It's yeah. not necessarily true uh, though, because we've had some people say, oh, I'm a strawberry because it's my favorite fruit. And we've had some people say, oh, I'm mm. a, I'm a lime. I'm a lemon. I'm a grape because of this that and the other like a more profound answer so you know it runs the, it runs the gamut justin do you want to give ours because we haven't shared those in a while That's we can true. kind of like because we don't know like if new listeners don't know you can give yours first okay like mine is not really a profound answer like i said pineapple because i like the summer and pineapples are unique looking and i thought i was unique looking um <laughs> i'm still sticking with that that's what i said the first time we brought this up and i'm still sticking with that and I, don't know, I like the taste of of pineapples and yeah nick nick's gone through three fruits see so you there. don't need to have a good or oh, a wow. decisive answer okay. <laughs> i feel better already i'm kidding <laughs> mine right now that i've been going with for the last 
three calendar years, I'd say, is a cherry because I, first of all, I like artificial cherry flavors. Um, and also I am not perfect. So cherries have pits and also cherries usually come in like two. So I'm like looking for my other person, you know, kind of cute, kind of gross. <laughs> kind of gross. Yeah. I was going to say something else, but it was not appropriate. So I'm going to refrain. um okay i feel like i feel like the more i think about it and actually i feel like your answer is both kind of like you're very serious yours seems very like deep to me nick and yours is more like just (laughs) off the cuff Justin. so um okay so i'm gonna stick with strawberry and one yes it's it's probably my favorite fruit and then what i would say is that i feel like strawberries are pretty much sweet but they still have like those little I don't know why this is what I'm thinking of but they still have like those little tiny itty bitty seeds on the side that you don't notice but every mm. once in a while you get a strawberry that has like too many of them and you're like oh wow I really noticed like these little itty like they're not bad but they're like prickly parts that like oh wow I didn't know that like strawberries were this like I don't know if this is making sense but no, I feel it like is. That's it is as I'm thinking about this I'm like okay that's kind of like me like I feel like I'm for the most part like a very nice like sweet fun person but like if people get me going like in the wrong way for example insulting my girl here taylor yes then you'll notice the the tiny little seeds more and more (laughs) so i'm gonna stick with that (laughs) i feel you because i've had to hold myself back when people are saying things about lady gaga i'm like remember you're 25 you're 25 you're 25 (laughs) like (laughs) like yeah i have that exact same experience but i like your answer that's that a good one. Have we had we've you. had a strawberry before, right? Or have we not? We have Justin. We have. I, I think, think we've had I think one. Lauren, I think Lauren is a strawberry, right? Oh my gosh, sorry, Lauren. <laughs> um Yeah. But anyways, you No, Lauren are... was a watermelon. I'm so sorry. But anyway, we I, I don't know who the strawberry, strawberry was. But I feel like we've had strawberry. We probably have. You are the Taylor expert, not me. So do you want to talk a little bit about how the Eras tour came about, both in terms of the re-recordings, what happened with Scooter Braun, and also just the pandemic? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to try my best to keep this as concise yet comprehensive as possible. And that goes for all of my responses. Okay. So I would say across the Swifties, which is the, you know, if you don't know, which I think most people probably do by now. Swifties are just like the fandom term for Taylor Swift fans. Um, So basically as, so Taylor was supposed to go on tour in 2020 with her album Lover, which came out in 2019. Um, It was Lover Fest. We actually never really got a lot of details on it. Um, I had tickets to it. They were good seats. They got canceled. Um, So that was an album that never got toured. Taylor has gone on tours for all of her other albums um, with the exception of her debut album, which is pretty typical of most artists so then you know no one really knew as with everything else that's way more important what was going to go on with the pandemic then in 2020 she drops folklore in the summer in july and then a few months later drops evermore and so throughout this whole time people are having conversations of okay like maybe she'll reschedule lover fest then it's okay maybe it'll be folk lover fest and then it'll be folk lover more and then eventually when midnights came out it was folk lover more nights and people just kind of expanded what her tour would be because we were like there's no way she wouldn't tour these albums but you know what is she going to do here I don't think anyone really expected her to come out and say Eras Tour. Um, This is a very long thing, but basically, if you don't already know, Taylor is re-recording her first six albums. So basically all the albums she put out before Lover um, that were originally released with her main first record label, Big Machine Records, that she basically started from the ground up with the um, owner of it, Scott Borchetta. It became a very big, um, successful company because of her. Scott was like a father figure to her. Um, she wanted, after reputation, wanted to buy her masters out. Long story short, Scott said no. Then Taylor moved on, didn't say anything bad about the a big about Big Machine, signed with Universal, found out on social media along with everyone else that all of her music was sold to Scooter Braun, who is Kanye West's um, manager, Justin Bieber's uh, manager, among Some stand-up many other people. artists. I'm kidding. Yeah, and people that have notoriously had drama, to say the least, with Taylor Swift. Taylor stated at the time that she was um, never, you know, everyone on her team knew that 
anything that had involved Scooter Braun was not to be brought to her, that they just were not on good terms. And so when she found this out, it was a major stab in the back. So the re-recording started to reclaim her music. So now, with in terms of the Eras tour, I think, like I was mentioning before, as these new albums, Lover, Folklore, Evermore, Midnights, came out, it got to be a lot of albums. Now she's re-recording all those other albums. I think this idea of an Eras tour is something that we as Swifties would never have expected but like many things Taylor does we can't see it coming but now that she's done it we're like oh my god this makes the most sense I think that's the best way to summarize it and that was perfect that brought us right up to speed timeline wise oh, too that was great was um yeah no that was perfect and also eloquent Justin oh, you yeah. wanted to talk let's go to Justin's news center for a second this is old news but the Ticketmaster scandal. Do you guys, I'll let you guys talk about that because I honestly, I just know that Ticketmaster sells me my tickets. That's about it. Yeah. So Ticketmaster has been kind of just, it's one of those in the business kind of world. Ticketmaster and Live Nation merged, I think back in like 2008 or 2010, I don't know, some, some time ago. And that was something that people were a little bit concerned about because Live Nation, if you don't know, owns and operates a lot of the venues that people who see live shows go to. Um, I'm pretty sure here in Boston, they own and operate Gillette Stadium, TD Garden, um, but they don't operate Fenway Park. So but oh, wow. those are two of the big, and then Xfinity Center is a smaller one. So those are, those are three out of the four big stadiums just in the Boston area. So the issue that happened with Taylor Swift is that they... And Kathleen, you can kind of correct me here. There was a pre-sales, like a VIP access. You would apply for it. And then if you got it, you got a code sent to you. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So what happened was for the pre-sale, if you got a code, you you essentially, not guaranteed, but you felt like you were in a pretty great position because you got a code to access the pre-sale. And this was like on a Wednesday or a Thursday or maybe even earlier in the week. And then the it would, the tickets would go on sale for the Errors Tour to the general public on Friday. What happened was Ticketmaster gave out essentially too many codes. And so there were Swifties in line for hours. And I'm sure if you just like on TikTok, there were memes. It was, it was just this huge headline like on all the news channels. And so there were people waiting in line in the virtual queue forever some people got away with tickets but paid like thousands of dollars for them other people didn't even get tickets and then after the whole debacle Ticketmaster said we sold out all of our tickets in the pre-sale they're not going on sale to the general public and so because of this merger artists and even like sporting events they can't even really go to other vendors so essentially Ticketmaster has a monopoly on the industry, ticketing industry. And so this became a whole thing. Nick, I don't know if you have anything or Kathleen you want to share about your experience. Were you I assume you were in the queue, Kathleen. Did you get a code and everything? Yeah. Yeah. So basically with the, so I've bought obviously bought tickets with my Ticketmaster account for Taylor Swift shows for years now right and i as someone who has gone to previous shows and this is a i think a key thing that not tons of people know because i had tickets for lover fest which was the concert that was canceled in 2020 it was marketed that you know i had to do the whole registration process for the code and everything but it was marketed that people who had lover fest tickets would be first priority for getting mm-hmm. tickets. Now, there were only four Lover Fest to- shows total. There was two in Boston, there was two in LA. That was it. It wasn't going to be a whole big, and there's going to be some international shows, but there wasn't going to be a whole US tour associated with it. So I was like, okay, I've got this in the bag. Two, you know, four stadiums max were filled. She's going to 52 shows. Like, it'll be fine. And basically, so I, because I work in person, I had my friend that I'm going to the show with. She works from home, so she logged on. She was in the queue for five hours total. It was so stressful. I was so physically and mentally and emotionally exhausted that day because I'm on Twitter seeing people that I follow that are big fans not getting tickets. My aunt, who her daughters wanted to go, they're kind of casual fans. 
their friend's dad, who never went to a Taylor Swift show or anything, signed up, got a code, and got, like, the first tickets, like, available. And it was like, wait a minute, because it basically quickly became obvious to the community, I guess, that it seemed that people that signed up for tickets and had never been to shows, did not have previous, you know, Lover Fest tickets, all these other things, were actually at the back of the line, and the people that never had a show before were really in the front, just based on how it seemed to be going. So we got very, actually, bad tickets that day. Um, there's Capital One pre-sale the next day, and I went through that whole queue within an hour because I had a Capital One card that I opened because I knew this was going to happen because she was a partnership. <laughs> That's true. And- <laughs> That's true loyalty right there. I, I just knew it. <laughs> so and I within an hour got like much better seats. So those are the ones that we're, we're going to be using. So and just it to was put just- numbers too. So on Thursday, the company, Ticketmaster said that 3.5 million people registered for that code thing. They gave out 1.5 million codes. And then on Tuesday, when that pre-sale, that first pre-sale started, the Ticketmaster received 3.5 billion requests for tickets and only 2 million tickets were sold. And I'm pretty sure on Tuesday alone. Yeah. I know that. So there were tickets, I think, after the cap. I don't remember which days were what, but the but the the, the verified fan pre-sale code, and I'm putting quotes here, that's what it's called, um, that was the first day. Capital One was the next day. Was and Wednesday. after okay. Capital okay. One, they said there's going to be no general on sale. And now everyone is even more furious. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So if you if you are even going to this tour, you're a warrior. That's <laughs> a cultural yeah, warrior. Um, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. the fandom the fandom at this point has been through some things. But and she Taylor's, acknowledged that at the first show. Did she? <laughs> she did. And she's yes, making it she worth did. it. She's making it worth yeah, it because she sings a whopping 44 songs in three hours and 15 minutes. Both numbers are unheard of. Most concerts, the average concert is anywhere between 90 minutes and two hours of the main artist performing. She's blowing past that. And she goes era by era. I was wondering how she was going to do that. Is it just going to be a greatest hits show, which it is definitely more than that. Mm-hmm. And I think it should be acknowledged that. Um, I think together, both of you saw the, as Nick described it, the potato quality live stream of the first <laughs> of the first stream uh, show. So yes, you have did. you've yeah. see, you've watched the show at least through a live stream. And so when we get into this conversation, I haven't. It's probably going to be very apparent as we go along in this conversation. But that's the background here. Nick and Kathleen have both watched the show in in its entirety um, via potato live stream. <laughs> yes, from eleven thirty, from eleven thirty p.m. to two forty-five a.m. because it was the Arizona show, which was the first show, was three hours behind us. Yeah. So, with that being said, and Justin, we will incorporate you into this conversation. I appreciate via, that. Well, yes, but <laughs> okay. So she opens. This is where these are where the spoilers start. This is where the spoilers start. She opens with the Lover album, and were you, Kathleen, were you expecting her to open with the song she did? She opened with Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. It was a a small snippet of it. I was absolutely not expecting that. I don't think anyone was expecting her to open with that song, let alone Lover itself. Everyone was pretty sure she was going to open with Lavender Haze, which is a recent single from Midnight's, which is her most recent album. It just felt like it would be that option you know that would make the most sense right and honestly i was shocked but it makes the most like given that lover was like i don't know it just makes sense it was the name miss americana was also the name of her netflix uh documentary justin you recently did you say you saw that or did you watch the um have you seen that on netflix yes um, I, I think I walked into the, my living room at one point last year when my sister and mom were watching it. That's what I thought. So it makes sense. And the first line she sings, she didn't sing the whole song. She sings the, the line right before the chorus, which is, it's been a long time coming. So that was perfect. And then yeah. transitions into, would you call Cruel Summer the fan favorite off of Lover? Oh, a hundred percent. It's my favorite song on the album. And if not my favorite song ever, like easily in my top five or top three. Okay. I'm just going to be controversial here. 
I knew you were because I do know what you're yeah, she did not sing the best song from the album. No, I'm kidding. It's not the best song. It's my favorite song from the album. The lead single, Me. Like, Justin, <laughs> as somebody who didn't see the show, would you expect her to sing that? Yes. Exactly. Because that's she, one of the few songs I know from the album. I know exactly. that and I know You Need to Calm Down. She sang that. And, and she sang The Man and she sang Lover. Those are probably the songs you'd know. I think, I, she I, think I might also know Afterglow. She did not sing that. Oh, but that's, that's a deep a cut. Effect. Yeah, she sang the Archer yep. as well, and I don't know if you said "Lover" the song. I did, yes. Um, but yeah, she did not sing "Me," and I'm still hurt about it because she could have <laughs> opened with that. But Is there like whatever. insider knowledge that she just doesn't like that song? I think everyone else doesn't like that song. So, um, so even like so when the song came out it's i will even say it it's it's a pretty juvenile song um <laughs> it's actually kind of sad because in the miss americana documentary she kind of actually there's a lot of clips of her recording and how excited she was for that song and i i understand it in the context of it coming off of reputation which we'll get into later but it is a song to this day that the fans collectively do not like and kind of make fun of quite often because it's just an unfortunate example of Taylor does not pick the best singles and there are so <laughs> many amazing songs on this album and me just simply isn't one of them. So sorry, Nick. Um, <laughs> I can get into it here and there, but a lot of people were hoping she wouldn't, I hate to say this, but like quote unquote waste a spot on the tour with me. Because no one really wanted to hear it. I love this. I Let love just this say, insider knowledge here. Let me just say right now, she could have replaced Shake It Off with me and I would have been happier. I'm not kidding. Because Shake It Off is equally as juvenile. Come on. No, but Shake but It Off had a, a better, had a better critical response. And it like, did, oh, of course. It's more catchy and it, it, you know, it has lived this long I feel like there was know, a social being... media like following with that song too like i don't think tick i don't even know if tiktok was around them but i feel like people were the music video and people were doing dances to that song absolutely it's yeah, one yeah. of the songs yeah. that i don't like by her but i am a lover so stan i know i know it is really funny but i am a lover <laughs> stan um it was yeah, my favorite too. era of the tour did you have a favorite era of the Ooh. of the tour not like the album but like no, no, I understand. Um, that's a great question and one that I have been thinking about. I think I still need to see, obviously, like a lot more of the show and, um, you know, actually see it in person too. But off the bat, my first impressions were that my favorites were actually Evermore and Reputation. And then Lover. I would say those were like in the top in terms of my favorites. I usually just always like the first act of a show the best because it's the most exciting. Like you see the person like, exactly. for the first time, and I swear to God, I mean, they she glow. looked beautiful. Yeah, and it was she did amazing. But um, and a lover is like my heart album. Like it just has a very special place in my heart for me. So it's very it's very underappreciated as an album by fans and by like the general population, the locals as we call them. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But transitioning into act two, she goes from lover to fearless, which I was kind of surprised. That album was her first album of the year. And she did mm -hmm. three songs from it total. And it went like very quick. It was like one, two, three, and then we're on to act three. Um, but she sang uh Fearless. Justin, you'll know the next two. Um, she did Fearless, Then You Belong With Me, Then Love Story. Were you surprised that she didn't do more from that album, especially since it was the first Taylor's version? So I was at first, yes, especially because it was the first Taylor's version, which is the term for the albums that have been re-recorded and released, which only Fearless and Red have been released so far with Taylor's versions. She still has to release her debut album taylor swift it's called speak now reputation and 1989 taylor's versions but those aren't out yet i was surprised there wasn't at least one vault song which yes. vault song is taylor's version terms for a previously unreleased song that taylor had originally written during that era um hadn't did not put on the album and now that she's re-recording her album making the albums as long as she wants to she's adding these songs that were previously un unreleased so i was surprised that she didn't add at least one of those and i was surprised there was only three songs i'm not surprised by love story or you belong with me, oh, me and i'm really happy fearless Same. um but i I'm, i appreciate that there's three from fearless given what happens later on in the tour so I yes have to count my yes and we are absolutely that. gonna get there
All right, so very quick, rapid fire. Best song on Fearless Taylor's version, just out of all, it looks like 26 songs. We'll start with Kathleen. Okay. Um, my, oh Man, it's so hard for me to pick one. It honestly <laughs> is. I'm not even trying to be like that. But my favorite is Tell Me Why. Okay. Mine is, I'm going to just have all the trash opinions today. Um, Today was a fairy tale. Are you kidding me? I'm serious, Justin. Oh my gosh. I mean, <laughs> I'm a local, so uh, <laughs> you. <laughs> I, think, I think you belong with me, and I just because of its popularity. And I have a distinct memory of in fifth grade, I had like a reading teacher teach our class. Like she was teaching our class poetry, and we were like, "Pick a song," and she was, like, and we were all like, "You belong with me," and so she wrote the lyrics like on a chalkboard and we learned about poetry mm. through that song. So I'm going to choose that one. That's fun and fresh. I love that song too. The next era, we were actually surprised. You and I had both said this. She did um, a bunch from Evermore. Was it five songs or six? She did five from Evermore. Five? Okay. Um, see, this mm -hmm. is why we have you on because I'm not the stand. At one point of the show, you were like, I feel like you're a Swifty. And I was like, I can't call myself that because <laughs> I have such respect for like the level of standing that you and I do for mm. our individual artists that I can't, mm. like I'm a Taylor Swift fan for sure. Um, right. But yeah. Um, I, I take the, the titles very seriously. Anyways, Evermore, can you explain what, so Taylor said this during the show. There's a meme that has circulated the internet that Taylor Swift hates this album. Do you want to just explain yeah. this and how she beat the allegations? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is so funny. So, okay, so Evermore is the album that Taylor released about, oh gosh, five months after Folklore, and she called it Folklore's sister album. She did not do nearly as much, I don't know if you want to call it promotion, because it was another surprise drop, like Folklore and Evermore, she did not pre-announce, she just one day posted on Instagram, um, new album tonight, and everyone was like, losing their minds. So Evermore was like the little sister, right? That's what people called it. Taylor obviously loved Folklore so much. It went on to win Album of the Year. And just over the last like few years, this meme or joke has been going around on the internet like with Swifties that Taylor hates Evermore. It's a lot of different like little things. Like one was that she wished, it first started because she wished Folklore a happy birthday and wrote this whole big post on Instagram for Folklore. And so then when Evermore came out oh, and she released like a, a remix of one of the songs like on Folklore's first birthday. And then Evermore came around and she didn't post for it and neither did Taylor Nation, which is basically Taylor's marketing team that has like a separate account. It's like an official organization for Taylor. They promote like her merch and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, so basically this, it's just, like I said, all these little things that kind of happen where Evermore has been kind of like left out of things and everyone loves the album, obviously. So but when Taylor was introducing one of the songs from Evermore, Champagne Problems, she was doing a little speech and she mentioned that she said something along the lines of, you know, this is, we're right in the middle of um, our Evermore era and everyone cheering, whatever. She's like, which is an album that I love very, very, very much, despite what some of you say on TikTok and, you know, everyone's laughing and cheering. And then she was like, I see it all. And Taylor notoriously stalks silently her fans on social media. She won't like, she won't interact with any posts, <laughs> but she's basically always watching. So it, she, they actually, people call it Tay lurking. It started, she, she coined that term herself on Tumblr years ago, but now people say like hashtag Tay lurking. So she's got a great name for puns. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's the story with Evermore. So it was really funny to hear her acknowledge that. And she actually did that at the second tour on, uh, the second show on Saturday too. So I think it's going to be something that she mentions every single time. I think so everyone said the allegations. <laughs> um, and she also, so she did eight songs from folklore seven yeah. plus the surprise song which we'll get to but um i was expecting i had her down for one folklore song one evermore song or maybe like a medley like i was not expecting yeah. that um, yeah definitely that's that's what the, i would say the majority of people also thought yeah um, and Folklore came later in the show, but I, I lumped it together with Evermore, given that they are sister albums. But the funny thing about that was she went right from Evermore, which is like this cottagecore, like, you know, 
sweet, very tame album. Not as tame as folklore in terms of themes, I mean. Um, it's kind of like a little bit edgier. To Reputation, mm -hmm. in which she quite literally like pseudo raps at the beginning of Ready For It. <laughs> like it's kind of funny. Um, uh, it's one of my favorite albums by Taylor. Um, it's actually the album that you and I that was coming out like right when we met i will never forget you were like getting super excited about it we were on the intern retreat which justin you know about and i was like oh like she's the level of fan that i am just for taylor swift you said it was one of your favorite parts of the show what was your favorite like what what are your thoughts on it so yeah the, well the reputation reputation i just feel like is Obviously, it's such a different album for anything Taylor has done in the past. I mean, the stadium, the Reputation Stadium tour, which was the most recent tour she went on before this, was like, it was so epic and just so out of Taylor's comfort zone, but she played it so well. Everything mm -hmm. that I loved about this part of the set was, one, like how... Um, so it transitioned out of Evermore. Now people kind of know, right, that like, okay, she's going era by era, but she's not going in order. So people don't know what's next. And like the visual on the stage was just a close up of like very clearly like a snake slithering like through. And then it was like, black. It, was, it would kind of black out then come back. And people were just getting so hyped. Like it was really building. Like everyone was so excited. Um, her outfit was amazing. It was this like jumpsuit that was like, one sleeve and one leg and then bare the other side and it was very if you look back at her old um outfits for the reputation stadium tour it's very reminiscent of um two of the outfits um or two of the costumes i guess from from that show which i thought was cool it had snakes all around her her microphone had a snake on it she sang ready for it delicate which there's a whole fan thing with that too where people i don't like either of those songs I know. It's one of those songs. I love both of them, actually. I, I love all the songs that she had. I I even love you. Look What You Made Me Do. I, but there's, like, a very big, like, concert fan thing with Delicate where people scream, like, one, two, three, let's go, bitch. It started with the last tour. Um, it's really funny, but it, it, Taylor gets into it now, too, where she kind of, like, counts people in, like, with her fingers. And then she sang Don't Blame Me and had a really cool transition into Look What You Made Me Do. Did you see that, Nick, on the tour? Yes. You saw that? You remember that? Yes. And that in fact, so I don't know if you cool. can see it. I don't know if you can see it, but in my notes, it literally like says, that? transition from fan oh, favorite, yeah, yeah. don't blame me, to look what you made me do. That was so epic. And I love look what you made me do. I always have, again, me with the bad opinions. But <laughs> no, I, it, I, I agree with you. I really like that one, too. And you said it was the highlight of the show so far or I suggested it I think I led with it and we were like this is the highlight of the show so far do you stand by that you know this is like that if, now that I've seen the whole thing I feel like asking me that is like what I, what I say when people ask me like what's your favorite album or what's your favorite song like I just can't pick I would say mm -hmm. revisit this with me in like a month or two and I'll probably be able to like narrow it down a little more <laughs> But okay. I would, that's, I mean, I would still say that that's part of why this was like my favorite set right now. And during Look What You Made Me Do, she had her dancers all dressed up in different old costumes of hers to represent like tailors and the choreography yeah. and everything. It was just like, it was super cool and like super epic and unique. I think for a lot of people, at least from what I've seen online so far, it's been everyone's favorite or one of everyone's favorites. <laughs> okay, so act four, we'll transition, and we're going to talk, it was speak now, I'm kidding, but she only sang, she only sang Enchanted, that's one song, after doing like five, like, I mean, I guess Fearless, she did three, but she does one song, and we, I think you and I were both waiting for like, okay, it's going to be a fast song, she did Enchanted, she's going to do Long Live, maybe, which is not fast, but like, nothing, yeah. she, she disappears, and then there was this little like, box and a dancer opens it and it starts playing like music from red and we were like what that was it that was so disappointing <laughs> um i mean if there's any song for her to do from speak now i think everyone for the most part would agree that enchanted is the pick um really definitely not long live yeah well i mean long 
for an yeah, era people, store? Like, I feel like. No, well, that's well, that's a whole different topic. I mean, I would have hoped she would have done at least more than one song. Right. And I have so many songs. And, and if you there. hated that, you're not going to believe what she did to her first album. <laughs> but, but we'll get there. I will just say about this Speak Now. This is killing me. I will say yeah. with Speak Now before we move on is that some people speculate that she'll add more once her version. Yes. Speak Now, Taylor's version, is the next re-recording to be released as confirmed by the anti-hero excuse me, music video. Some no, people, as of the Bejeweled music video. I'm so sorry. This is why you're here. <laughs> I'm sorry to call you. Thank you for correcting me because I would have done it too if the roles were reversed and we were talking about Lady Gaga. So I totally get it. Oh, I would hope you would. Yeah, and I totally get it. So some people think that she's trying to keep, not keep the streams down, but save those streams for when mm. the new album comes out. And typically when an artist sings songs from an old piece of work that they haven't sang in a while, the streams go up. So that has been speculated. But let's move on to Red because we already, you know, prefaced that she did Red next. She did a four song segment ending with the 10 minute version of All Too Well, which like, how like in a well we know how she did three minutes or three hours and 14 minutes but or 15 minutes but i have a this is my trivia question for justin justin do you know who that song is about or supposedly about but it's like yeah wait isn't it uh uh, uh jake gyllenhaal bow, 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 bow. yay wait can you confirm that for us i don't want to be wrong again no nope, you're correct it's pretty Thank much you. confirmed without being totally confirmed that it's about him Yes. I mean, he got all the backlash when Red Taylor's version came oh, out, so God, I hope it's ever. about him. Because yeah, otherwise right. he got that all in vain. <laughs> and, no, and yeah. And to John Mayer, I would say your time is coming. <laughs> yeah. But I just want to quickly, let's, let's pull up Red Taylor's version and just favorite mm. song. Kind of like we did with Fearless. And by kind of, I mean exactly. Red I'll is my start... favorite album by her, I just want to say. I love it's her that. favorite too. She loves oh, cool. red. Well, like I mean, I always thought she would we had never a lot say that, but she loves red. I'll start. Mine's a message from Taylor. I'm kidding. That's the little like voice audio at the end. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joke. I'm joking. But I can start if you want, because I think I went last last time. I'm just gonna go with my favorite one. I know this is basic, but I knew you were trouble is one of the best pop bangers. Mm -hmm. Ever. Ah! <laughs> yeah, with the goat. With <laughs> the goat, yeah. Oh, I, I was gonna say, are you okay, dear? <laughs> like, Come on, at least Kathleen like... understood what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, I thought would have thought you said stay, 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 Nick. If that, I know. Well, right. yeah. If we're going on, yeah, I do really like <laughs> Ronan. That's a beautiful song that I actually cried to while on Zoloft. Oh wow! I only love <laughs> which that. is. It's so no, but like that's hard to do. Like a uh, a uh, you know antidepressant that you know. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, are your nails eras? Yeah, love, are. love. Yeah, Taylor did that too. Um, <laughs> but I'll I'll let. Okay, I guess Justin, you can go next because you're. If we're reversing the order, so many, but to try I'll, this is still a basic answer. But message in a bottle for like was a bold song that I really liked. The so pop version. That. Hello. That's a good pick. Kathleen, what's um, yours? I'm going to give two answers. I'm going to give a vault because there were 10 vault okay. songs. And there's 30 songs okay. in this album. Well, okay. So let me preface by saying when when we, Swifties, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. when we rank songs in general, not even just read, we don't, a lot of people don't even consider all too well 10 minute version because it's really just in a league of its own. It's everyone's mm -hmm. favorite. So I'm not going to include that in, in this ranking my favorite vault song is better man and my favorite mm. song on red Ugh, there's so many but the one i'm gonna pick is state of grace because that song i mm. didn't like at all and then when she re-recorded it i was like oh my god i can't believe i like never listened to this song before um and now it's like one of my favorites ever i love that mm -hmm. moving on to the next album because she did folklore after this but we already talked about that the next album mm -hmm. she performed 1989 which is i will just say for arguably her most acclaimed album to date like just that felt rushed to me yeah i kind of agree and i i'm curious to see if that opinion will change as 
you know, more shows go on and when I see it in person. Because I'm also wondering if I felt that way because, you know, now we had gone through, was it eight? five no seven we went through seven eras already so this is probably the point of the tour where now we're getting to you know the two hours and 15 minute mark so i don't know if i was just hitting a low and also like i love this album it's probably a no skip album for me can listen to so many of these songs on repeat at all times but in terms of songs she sings live style blank space blank space and shake it off have been very overplayed i'll say that they're great songs i I still i love style especially but i think i'm just again given like where it was in the set list and where Mm. you know i was expecting all these songs to be played i wasn't like wowed and i also don't really remember anything super super memorable right now in terms of the production i don't know if nick you remember anything that's what i mean like it was just like neon lights but like the outfit was very very reminiscent of the shake it off outfit from the 1989 tour i saw like i saw it up close and there were subtle subtle differences but like just yeah i don't know it just felt very rushed to me but i agree with were those the three songs that you mentioned kathleen were those the three that she performed from it she played those three and she played wildest dreams and bad blood which were all those songs were singles so it was kind of but even yeah. for that, like, she did a lot of songs. Like, that was one of the albums that she did more songs from, and it still felt, like, very quick. I don't know, maybe, too, yeah, just because it came off Folklore. True. Yeah. Like, which is a slower album. Yeah, you know, and um, that's interesting. Actually, you know, that you say that, I'm looking back, and that is the only... But aside from the four albums that were, you know, had never been toured, so Lover, Folklore, Evermore, Midnights, 1989 had the most songs played from it compared to the rest of the... Pre, you know the earlier six albums so that's interesting yeah yeah um we have to just because it's 1989 like we have to pick our favorite songs from the oh, deluxe cool. version okay again i'm gonna give two just because okay. i can't do this anymore <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite deluxe song is new romantics that is mm-hmm. a fan favorite from that album underrated in my opinion and a single and- Yes, and a single. It was the last single, actually. But And one of the only times that she's, like, low-key flopped with a single. Like, ever. I was going to say, exactly. It got, like, number... It yeah. got, like, what did... It, like, charted in the 40s or something? Yeah, it, it, it for a single, it didn't... And again, as great of a song as it is, especially, like, the way she performed on the tour, it was phenomenal. Yes. I personally think it didn't perform as well because at that point, it was, like, the seventh single released, and yes. it was released, like, after the tour. So now it's been close to a year since 1989 was put out, and it was a very popular album. So I honestly think people just, like, couldn't keep up with the album anymore. Like, we're kind of tired of it, which yeah, is unfortunate, I but I think that's probably just the reality of it. That that happened to Marry the Night and Born This Way. Marry the Night what or mm-hmm. on Born This Way, not with Born This Way. That was a very big song. It was yes. the last single until twenty twenty two when TikTok revived Bloody Mary. But oh, yeah. Marry the Night yeah. Marry the Night kind of one of the best songs agreed by many fans. One of the best songs on the album. It didn't chart so well as the at the time the last single. It got like in the twenties, but it was you know, comparatively. Um, it was her first song to not chart in the top 10. But we're not talking about Lady Gaga. Okay, so yeah. So New Romantics is the one from the deluxe version. And then even though I do feel it is overplayed, I truly love Style. So that would be my other favorite from that album. That is a great song. I love Style too. It's one of my favorites. Justin. Um, first off, I can't believe it's that 1989 was released in 2014. Yeah, that's, that's wild. That's almost a decade ago, which is ridiculous. That's hate. Uh, <laughs> do you think... <laughs> Kathleen, do you think that she's going to release that on the 10-year anniversary at this Honestly, point? Honestly, I can't. I cannot predict her anymore. I'm so <laughs> tired of trying to predict her. It's something new, and it's never what we think. It's, uh, Swifties are always clowning, as they call it. Uh, I just, love the memes. I, it's nice to be a clown. Um, it, yeah, there's so many memes about it. It's just, it's never going to happen. I don't know. Ish. Um, but my favorite song off of that is, again, basic, but Blank Space. I just feel like mm. that's quintessential Taylor Swift. But again, my version of Taylor Swift is not definitely not your version of Taylor Swift. But that's from her singles, I feel like mostly that's just that song feels her. Anyway, Nick, what's yours? Mine is 
and you can tell me if this is the least favorite, probably is. I wish you would. I think that is such a beautiful song, and it's a dancey one. It's both, which you don't always get. I appreciate that pick. Wow. Okay. Wouldn't right. expect right. that. Good. Good. Least favorite song would be Shake It Off, because I just never liked <laughs> that song. I don't know why. I had to. <laughs> she should have put me on both albums. No, I'm kidding. Uh, oh, my god. I'm kidding. <laughs> I want to talk about the surprise song because each night she performs one or potentially two, we're not sure because she's only done two shows, songs that aren't typically on the set list. And she said she's not going to repeat them. So she sang on the first night, one of them was Tim McGraw, which is the only song she did from her debut album. But then on the second date, she didn't sing a single debut song. How are you going to have an Eras tour and just completely skip one of the albums? So at least... Speak Now got something, but so yeah. anyway, she performed Mirrorball at the show that we watched, which is from Folklore. My question to you is, I mean, first of all, I hope she puts Tim McGraw back on as a permanent just to have one song from debut, at least. But my question for you is, what song do you want her to sing at your show as the as the uh, surprise song, knowing that she's not repeating anything. So you already, State of Grace is out because she mm -hmm. replaced Tim McGraw with that. Um, mm -hmm. And Mirrorball is out. And there's one more. This Is Me Trying is out, which is also from Folklore, I believe. She played This Is Me Trying? I think so. I think she did. That was the first song. Because she, she did two people. Were like oh, you're two right. Surprises. I'm so sorry. You're right. No, you're good. I, just, I had to look this up. I didn't know this. I didn't watch it a second time. I, I looked it up before this. Mm-hmm. So, what song? I know that's hard. There's ten albums. There, There is. Can I give, like, a, I'm going to give multiple answers for everything. Can I give, like, Sounds maybe good. a top three? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So, I'm going to say, well, I just have Cornelia Street, which is from Lover. Yes. A lot of people are disappointed that wasn't on the set list. Me too. Maroon, which is from Midnight. Yes. yes. Another one people are very disappointed wasn't on the album. I mean, was on the set list. And this one is probably the honestly of all the songs that she didn't include on like the set, the set list. You're on your own, kid. Mm. Which is another song also from Midnight. That it has an incredible bridge to it, and it pretty much documents throughout the whole bridge all of her eras um so it's mm. very surprising that this song was not included on the um the regular set list but but those would be my top three but there's so many more i would love to hear well justin and i are not going to the show so we can't answer this question but my next question for you is you're going to the metlife show do you think you're getting welcome to new york oh my gosh again <laughs> which is a song i just don't care for she played that one as a surprise song on my, on my Reputation tour show, which was also at MetLife. And I believe it wasn't actually, it wasn't even the surprise song itself. Oh, no, no. That's I'm so sorry. She did it. She did it as the surprise song on the Friday show. And I went to the Saturday and it was a rain show. So I had Fearless. Okay. But the Friday well, show, she did Welcome to New York. I think she's yeah. probably going to do it. Hopefully she's gonna know though yeah she's, but she's gonna I know like that she has okay well then do two surprise songs but don't cut tim mcgraw well so that's kind of the theory right now is that's because tim mcgraw was cut and people think it's not quite a you know debut album set list that tim mcgraw was and then was cut from it's more right. so that the debut album doesn't have an era like you know uh act i guess um but she just needs to go back and fix that yeah, but instead she's doing two surprise songs, one acoustic on the guitar and one acoustic on the piano. And she said at the tour uh, on, on on the Friday, the first show, she said that she's going to be singing each song that she sings is a surprise song. She's only going to sing once. In the past, she's always done a surprise song at all the shows, but she may have some repeats and she, you know of, of very fan favorite songs um, throughout the course of the tour. 
you know, and then just not hit some of them. Um, right. And she said that she, you know, if you if she sung it once on a tour show, she's not going to sing it again. So Mirrorball, which was sung on the first night, is not going to be sung again for the rest of tour. So I think that she's going to keep the two surprise songs as is because I think she wants to hit as many other songs as she can, which is sad for debut. But I also kind of get it, I guess. It's my least favorite album, but... Okay, so I don't get it, and I'm going to stay mad about it, but (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, I don't get it for the sake of, like, it's called the Eras Tour. How can you not have one of the eras? You're advertising all ten eras. How are you just simply not having one? But I get it. And it's your first single ever. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, it makes a lot of sense, and I I would appreciate if she did that. But again, considering that (laughs) Speak Now got one song, I'm like, thank God she even included it, because I didn't even know that not having a song from any era was an option so you know i know same okay well so after those songs she literally does it's like an optical illusion because she dives into like she does like a like off kind of like a diving board it's not a diving board but what it would look like when you dive into a pool under the stage into a hole on the stage but because the stage is a screen it looks like she's swimming under the stage like there's a recording of her Swimming, I want to know if the dress color changes because she wore a green dress on the second night and a red dress on the sec- the first night. Same dress. It was like a it was like a mauve the first night, but whatever. I want to know if it changes on the recording because that's not actually her swimming under the stage, but she swims the whole runway and it stresses right. me out because it kind of looks like swimming under ice and the runway spans the entire stadium. Yeah. Um it, it the the visual did change based on the color it of the did. dress. Okay. Yeah, because well, people are saying, oh my gosh, what if they mess up and they put the wrong color? Like, But I also yeah. truly, I've, I've thought about this dive probably so much, and it's something that everyone's already starting to joke about, and people have said, give her a couple more shows, and she's going to start laughing before she does the dive, because people, there's going to be like a meme or like a fan thing that comes right. with it. But I truly don't know how she's, she's obviously not diving into water, so right. I don't know how she's diving that perfectly and what she's hitting. Like, it it's got to be a just foam Based pit. on the angle... What'd yeah. you say? It has to be a foam pit, but I would be scared for my life. Foam pit? Yeah, but where is she? That's my I guess. I hope that she gives some kind of behind the scenes to show because I feel like everyone is wondering how she's doing that. Yeah. That's probably going to be like a 15 minute segment in the Netflix special. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> 100%. Did you also notice like water or like sparkles like get thrown up? As if, like, through the stage, as if she's literally diving. Something gets thrown at Um, her feet to make it look like there's a splash. Oh, yes. Well, I don't think it's... I don't think it's supposed to be that... Well, if I'm thinking of the same thing, I don't think it's supposed to be something thrown at her. I think it's supposed to be that... Not at her, but, like... No, no, I know, like, not a physical thing, but you're talking about the visual, right? Yeah. I think that that splash is supposed to just be, and maybe there's a bit of a delay on it, but I think that splash is just supposed to be like the splash that she would make if she were diving into a that's, thing of water. Yeah, yeah no, I yeah. think that's what it's supposed to be too, but it's like an oh. actual thing. It's not on the screen. From what I can see, it looks like somebody's really? throwing glitter. Yeah, I don't know. I could be wrong. Oh, um, no, you could be right. I mean, again, we saw potato quality, so. We did. Um, we did. I... But, yeah. But um, I so she comes up at the main stage, performs seven songs off of Midnight, Midnight's excuse me, closes with Karma. Can you just as like an ending explain why that's like symbolic? Yes, um, I'm very happy she did this, and this was actually a prediction that a lot of people had that she would end with Karma. So going back to you know the 1989 in reputation kind of eras like 2014 2015 2016 all that stuff happened the second time with Kanye West and the phone call and Taylor getting canceled called this called a snake it's a it's a whole long thing so if you're not familiar i would suggest i'm sure there's so many articles about reading it reading up on it yeah it's it's a whole thing um but basically so Taylor like clockwork up until reputation was put out had been putting out albums every two years. Her first album came out in 2006, then it was 2008, 2010, 2012, 2014. So the next album should have been 2016. 2016 is when everything went crazy with that whole thing. Um, and so Reputation didn't come out till 2017. So um, there's a very, very strong fan theory out there 
that Taylor has um, a lost album, the original TS6, as people call it, because Reputation was her sixth album. And it's been called Karma because in a music video for The Man, which is one of her songs off of Lover, which was the seventh album, amongst other things, there's, there's a point in the music video where herself, Taylor, dressed as the man in the music video, um, is, is standing in front of this wall. People call it the man wall. And it has all of her first six albums written on it. And then there's a sign of like a scooter, like for Scooter Braun, with like a, a red cancel sign kind of through it, like no scooters allowed. And there's another sign that says like, if found, return to Taylor Swift, right? has the names of all of her albums and then at the top is the word karma written in orange and there's no other words that are not taylor swift albums on the on the um on the board on the wall and it's written in orange which isn't a color of her eras so far hence my nails yes, there's no orange yes yeah. <laughs> i have a question so yeah go ahead do you think karma is midnight's because when, when that was supposed to come out, people, she was like, it's the story of 13 sleepless nights. So, like, it could, some of the songs could have been written, including Karma. I don't know. So, that was a, a theory as well, um, that that was, it was the lost album being put out. However, I think she said that it's all, because people thought, oh, it's a vault songs, is it previously unreleased songs? But she did come out and say that, like, no, this is, like, songs I've written recently that are for this album. Okay. So right. she kind of debunked that. But, but yeah, so basically Karma was this lost album. She's never acknowledged it. So then when Midnight's comes out and she has a song called Karma, she kind of, like, laughed as she announced, like, the name of the song on that whole, like, bingo ball thing that yes. she did on TikTok for each of the songs, which was very clearly, like, a... Like, I know what you, you know, I see it all, yeah. she said, right? Like, she she definitely yeah. saw it. And the song is pretty much just about, like, you know, that, like, karma's a god. Everyone's probably seen the memes. Like, karma's a cat. Like, it's a very, like, silly song of sorts, but it has a lot of really strong lyrics and is just basically a great way to sum up this tour because it's like, you know, I've gone through so many good and bad things in my life, but look at where karma has, like, brought me, basically, is that she's at the top of her game she has like a lyric in the bridge that says like um ask me why so many fade but i'm still here and she's like belting it out it's really really cool it's one of my favorite songs on midnights um so it's a very very and it's very upbeat and it's very fun to sing and and dance to and everything so it's like the perfect song to end the tour and that i I didn't understand that that until you explained it to me the other night yeah i was just like this is such a random thing to end on Oh, it's very good. I was like, she's coming back out for Long Live. The entire three hours, like, after, or everything after Speak Now is like, she's coming back for Long Live. I just want to end the episode by asking, Justin, do you feel like you went to the show? Yes. Yes, I do. And just quick anecdote. I think I've said this um, on the show. Maybe I haven't. But whenever Taylor Swift comes to town, she usually does uh, Gillette Stadium, which is the next town over from me. My family always makes it a point. Not that we're like we would love to go. And I think my mom and sister have gone before. But the traffic that her show causes in my town is insane because it's like all the teenage drivers like new newly licensed people just clog up our streets so we always try to make it out of town so nick if you can let me know when she's coming to town i might plan a vacation (laughs) but no this was really great kathleen thank you so much for and i just i don't you just want to applaud your storytelling skills because there was a lot of context that i needed as a non as a local as a non-swifty and (laughs) you did it in a very concise just i don't it was really great so Thanks for coming on for this episode. And this was so great having you. So thank you. Oh, thank you. I was honestly like as as excited as I was to do this. I was also very stressed because I do have the tendency to ramble. And obviously there's so much for me to say for her um, that I was nervous that I would you know keep running into the time so I'm, I'm I really appreciate that thank you and thank you so much for having me I feel so honored to be your resident Swifty <laughs> thank you for being here and let me just say we went seven minutes over total that's pretty good oh, okay. I had said I know I said around 50 minutes if you look at my notes I said 60 we went an hour and eight minutes so impressive okay, okay impressive good. we I think we did a really we good will job. release the unedited version somewhere. I think 
Yeah. <laughs> Point of Dew's version. Point of Dew's version. With that, my name is Nick Gervasi. And I'm Justin Dew. You can reach us at our email, pointofdewpodcast at gmail.com, or by sending us a voice message on our website, anchor.fm forward slash pointofdew. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at pointofdewpodcast, and Twitter at pointofdew. One day we're going to start using that one. If you enjoy our show, (laughs) give us a rating or review wherever you get your podcasts, or share us with a friend or family member. We'd really appreciate it and are truly grateful for your support. As always, we hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening, and until next time... Can't do it,